This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, May 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Bills to watch this week. Water Board looks to expand. Booker to FDA hands off plant-based milk. And Thai meets with Taiwanese official. The Bill Factory never stops. While last week marked the mass culling of hundreds of bills and appropriation committees, the legislature is now shifting to marathon floor sessions ahead of a Friday deadline. Farm groups will be closely tracking a number of bills. Topping the list is AB 2183, a United Farm Workers bill on mail-in voting for union elections. Critics say it would bypass the secret ballot process and amounts to card check. On the waterfront, expect the Assembly to have a healthy debate on a bill that would require groundwater sustainability agencies to review well permits before county approval. This would codify the governor's executive order. With pesticides, a bill on banning the use of neonics for landscapes and gardeners has raised industry fears that pests would spread from backyard trees to commercial groves. Senator Melissa Hurtado of Sanger will have a lot of floor appearances this week as well. She has bills on farm worker drought relief, foreign-owned farmland, cybersecurity for water infrastructure, and reforms to the water system. Well, as the drought deepens, the Water Board wants to expand. The State Water Board is hoping to add 80 new positions this year. That, according to Louis Brown, an agriculture lobbyist who has tallied up the budget proposals. Many of the positions would relate to drought response or upgrading and enforcing the water rights system. During a budget subcommittee hearing last week, Brown argued that since the proposals do not outline any permanent funding for the positions, farmers would pick up the tab through the through yet more large fee increases. Brown says conversations with the board about the continually rising fees, quote, have gotten have gone nowhere. He estimated that the nut processing facilities and cotton gins pay more in fees to the board than all the other agencies combined. On that note, Subcommittee Chair Bob Wykoski pushed back on Governor Newsom's $100 million proposal for methane tracking satellites. The Bay Area Senator questioned why the Senate would spend so much on technology that may or may not indirectly bring emissions down when it could spend it on dairy digesters, a technology known to significantly reduce emissions. USDA monitoring drought with eye on potential assistance. The Department of Agriculture preparing to utilize a a suite of programs to assist producers struggling with drought. Gloria Montano-Green, USDA Deputy Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation, tells AgriPulse newsmakers future flexibilities within the department's programs and potential changes in the 2023 Farm Bill will be important for drought-stricken producers. I think some of the solutions we have and some of the solutions are going to still needed to come, Montano-Green said. Drought is going to be really intense this summer. She said the department is looking at ways to support producers with short-term relief and offer ways to achieve long-term resilience. 
You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Lawmakers to OMB leave plant-based milks alone. A bipartisan group of lawmakers led by Senator Cory Booker is calling on the White House to reject any effort by the Food and Drug Administration to crack down on plant-based beverages that use the term milk. The Office of Management and Budget is currently reviewing proposed guidance on the labeling of plant-based milk alternatives and voluntary nutrient statements. While the document hasn't been released, the dairy industry and its allies in Congress have been pressuring FDA for years to stop plant-based products from using dairy names. Any guidance, even if voluntary, that asks plant-based milks to identify differences without doing the same for animal milk is discriminatory towards the plant-based industry as well as the hard-working farmers who grow the crops like oats and almonds. The report the lawmakers say in a letter to OMB Director Shalanda Young. Booker, a Democrat from New Jersey, is a member of the Senate Ag Committee. He's joined in the letter by Senator Mike Lee, the Utah Republican, and Representatives Julia Brownlee, the California Democrat, and Nancy Mace, a Republican from South Carolina. USTR meets top Taiwan official to talk trade. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met last week with John Deng, the Taiwanese minister in charge of trade, and the two directed their teams to explore concrete ways to deepen the U.S.-Taiwan trade and investment relationship and to meet again in the coming weeks to discuss the path forward. That according to USTR statement. USTR did not mention the potential inclusion of Taiwan in the Biden administration's proposed Indo-Pacific economic framework. But more than half of the U.S. Senate is calling for exactly that. Senators Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Bob Menendez of New Jersey and 50 other senators recently signed on to a letter to President Joe Biden urging him to include Taiwan in the proposed framework agreement designed to strengthen U.S. relationships in the region. Excluding Taiwan from IPEF would significantly distort the regional and global economic architecture, run counter to the U.S. economic interests, and allow the Chinese government to claim that the international community does not, in fact, support meaningful engagement with Taiwan, 52 senators wrote in a letter. It's dated May 18. Equip better at encouraging cover crops than CSP. A study conducted by the nation's largest soybean group says the Environmental Quality Incentives Program is more effective than the Conservation Stewardship Program at increasing cover crop acres on farms. The American Soybean Association study an analysis of natural resources conservation data between 2009 and 2020 found that each $100 payment through Equip increases acres planted with cover crops by 7%. CSP payments, on the other hand, corresponded to a decrease in cover crop adoption. While that seems counterintuitive, anecdotal evidence from farmers points to a reluctance to put all their acres into cover crops as required by CSP contracts compared to targeting certain acres under Equip. ASA economist Scott Geralt said in a release. Well, here's today's She Said It. Go UC Davis cows. Then Hannah Holzer. 
assistant opinion editor at the Sacramento Bee, that in a column advocating for UC Davis to change its mascot from the Aggie Mustang. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, May 23rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.